0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Clayton in the Car. I'm talking in circles. I'm Clayton Caldwell, giving my review of the Duels, 150-mile qualifying races from Daytona last night. It was a late night, so a lot to get to. I want to get to it all here in a little bit while I'm driving this morning. Uh, First things first, I I found it interesting that both Duels had a lot of um, different—they were just different, period. Duel 1 was very, very mild. Um, not a lot of action. It had one pit stop that really broke up the field and you know, it came down to uh really Eric Comerol leading 52 laps I think of 60 and was was dominant and he's a certainly a dark horse to look look at but dual 2 was, you know, had two cautions, but there are big cautions and we'll get to that a little bit later and it just seemed like dual 2 had a little bit more action. I think maybe the 2-hour rain delay had a lot to do with that between the duels where drivers are sitting there a little bit antsy and it's the first race of the year but uh always interesting when the duels look are sort of different but let me get the dual one and all the the news and everything that goes on with dual one um you know let's talk about the the elephant in the room there for that dual one and that's ty Dillon missing the race and listen i feel bad for ty Dillon. Um, I think it's been, you know, he hasn't been given the most ample opportunity to show his talents. Um, at least in the Cup Series, I thought he had some opportunities in the Xfinity Series, and he won one race. But that's besides the point. Um, you know, finishing sixth in his dual race is, uh, is something that you look at and you say, that should get him into the Daytona 500. It didn't. Ryan Priest, who um, already qualified his way into the Daytona 500 via his qualifying speed, So he would have started 39th had he um, not, you know, had he not beat Ty Dillon last night. But instead, he starts now 11th because of his fifth place finish. So that's huge for uh, Ryan Priest, huge for Ty Dillon, and he got got by Dillon. And listen, I know the system stinks. There's no question. Uh, I'm just curious where you all been. I mean, this has been this way for five years. It's been a god awful system for the Daytona 500 qualifying. For the last five years, the Charters are a mess. I mean, look at what the wear cars did last night. Josh Balicki was so slow. He got lapped three times in 60 laps. Derek Cope almost caused an accident there on a backstretch in, in dual two. We'll get to that. But it was there. it's a disaster. It's a disgrace that, that we have to put up with the Charters as fans. And the fact that drivers and teams sit there and back that is even worse. And, you know, you see drivers last night like Bubba Wallace who are sitting there going, oh, you know, we're scratching our heads here. Why are you scratching your heads? It's been this way for five years. You guys, are, you know, I see Denny Hamlin and Parker Klickerman the other last week telling us how great charters are. Well, if they're that great, then then what are you what are you all, all upset about? You know, I mean, I mean, come on now, it's it's ridiculous and in the charter system's outrageous. And the biggest flaw we've seen with this charter system is exactly what it is. It it allows these small teams, these terrible race teams to be locked into the field, and competitive race teams go home. Ty Dillon raced last night. He tried his guts out, and he missed. And yes, the system is broken, but where you all been the last five years? That's my question. Um, Austin Sendrick was able to get in to the Daytona 500 via his qualifying speed because Priest, who was in originally on his speed, the, his dual finish trumped his qualifying speed. Cindric gets in, and, and listen— A lesson to any open team in the future if there's going to be open teams in the future which I highly doubt or at least you know where there's going to be go or go home cars because this new car is going to be so expensive and everything that goes on with it Um, focus on qualifying make qualifying most important you know I think Cindric last night tried to um, you know have a car that drafted really well and it nearly bit him I mean, he sped on pit road, and once he sped on pit road on that green flag pit stop where you're just taking gas, he had to come down and do a pass-through penalty, got a lap down. He got very, very lucky. Now, David Reagan raced his way in, in duel two as well, but I think things might have changed had, had it been a little bit different scenario. But listen, he was a fender away from being in a really tough situation for the Daytona 500. If Ty Dillon beat Ryan Priest last night, and it was a fender, it came down to a fender, Austin Cedric's watching Duel 2 at the edge, on the edge of his seat praying, praying that he gets into the Daytona 500. Um, so for any open team, you know, Miles Stanley kind of came on SiriusXM NASCAR radio and said, oh, we're not really focusing on qualifying. Shame on you. That was not a very good idea. He got very, very lucky. But as far as Duel 1 is concerned, Eric Amarola... Excellent, excellent job. He deserves a lot of credit. Very, very fast. I mean, this is a guy who's pretty good on these super speedways, has yet to really pull off a big win. But I think this 10 car this year is really, really fast. So um, he could be a very – a guy – and I wouldn't call him a dark horse contender per se because uh, he won a duel and he's qualified with third third in the Daytona 500 on, on Wednesday night. So I wouldn't call him a dark horse, but he's a guy that I think coming into the week – I don't think a lot of people had on their radars as far as winning the Daytona 500, and I think he should be. Um, I also want to give a call out to Daniel Suarez. He finished 8th in his duel. He's had a really good speed week. They qualified 10th on on Wednesday night, so he deserves a lot of credit. He was up there. He led some laps there as well, so uh, he deserves some credit. Um, You know, A disappointing night for Eric Jones, I thought, last night. I was kind of hoping we see... A little bit better performance at Weeks for him. They didn't qualify good. He was awful in the Clash, and he was not very good uh, last night. And I know he kind of—it's a pit sequence, and it's only fifty or sixty laps, but um, you know, I expect a little bit better effort from him on that in that 43 car for Richard Petty Motorsports. Um, but the big one of the biggest issues I think you're gonna have, you're gonna see from that dual one is Alex Bowman. Uh, the pole sitter had engine issues last night, and you know, I thought for sure they were they were gonna play it up a little bit more than they did. And if I'm Greg Ives, and I'm that team, that that 48, what was the 88 team, if I'm Greg Ives, what are you even even playing with the engine for? What are you even messing with it for? I know the Daytona 500 pole is prestigious, an Ally probably sits there and wants to look at their car um, leading the field to the Daytona 500, but ultimately you're there to win the Daytona 500. That's the goal. That's the goal entering this weekend. And if you have even the slightest doubt of problem in that engine – what are you even messing with it for? You're Hendrick Motorsports. You have all kinds of money you, you can afford a, another engine. It's not going to kill you guys. What are you worried about? Why are you even t- messing with the engine? I don't understand their, their strategy there. Again, I know the pole's important. I know they want Ally to look and say, hey, you know, we want Ally to lead the field of the Daytona 500. I think it's insane that they're going to sit there and um, mess with this engine. If you have the slightest doubt, change it. Change it. Yeah, you go to the rear, but you know what? At least you, you, you sit there and you say, We're, we did everything we could to win the Daytona 500 because right now, if you blow an engine you know, 20, 25 laps into the Daytona 500, you're going to be kicking yourself all because all because of what? To sit on a pole for the 500? To me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I know Greg has you know, he's crew chief a lot more races than I have and he's led a lot more teams than I have, but uh, I, I think it's a no-brainer there in my opinion. Plus, something to keep in mind there with Bowman, too. You know, you're going to have a couple of practice sessions on Saturday, and that's where we're really going to figure out, I think, whether or not Bowman goes to, to an engine. But listen, to a new engine. But listen, if I'm him, I, I don't even, you know, I don't even leave the option open. I just sit there. I, I change the engine, and I call it a day uh, and, and go to the rear and, and make sure, you know, go out and practice. And what I'm using that practice session for is really just to break down a car, make sure the engine is, uh, you know – where I want it to be And I think this practice session By the way Before we get to Duel 2 I think this practice session On Saturday Two practice sessions You're going to have a lot more cars Than a lot of people think um, I'm not sure a lot of people Were very happy with their cars you going to have a lot more Backup cars In this event To, to sort of uh, You know To get some data on They want to to want You know Break that car down And see what's what they got In the backup cars. So you're going to see A lot more cars in practice On Saturday Than I think a lot of people Originally thought uh, Duel 2 last night a two-hour delay with rain, that was, you know, rough. And I know a lot of people kind of <laughs> probably gave up on on, the, on Duel 2, but you missed a great show. Uh, you know, the first 30, 33 laps, they were side-by-side, side, not really a ton of things going on. But, you know, uh, one wreck happened where um, Chase Briscoe spun and, and he took out Kaz Grala. really ended Kaz Grala's day, but he was able to make the Daytona 500. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but really the big wreck of the day was Garrett Smithley. Um, and he was running with Brad Keselowski. And I understand Smithley runs for a team in NBM Motorsports. They don't really have a lot going on as far as the rest of the year is, going, is concerned. They were there to make the Daytona 500. I understand that. And a lot of people probably look at that and say, well, now Brad's got to go to a backup. Byron's got to go to a backup. Uh, you know, what was Garrett Smithley doing? And, and there was no question, I think that 13 car wasn't handling as good as it probably um could have been I think they could have made some adjustments there but you only got one pit stop and it was definitely loose there was a couple of times even early in the event where Smithley got a little wiggly and and lost it was able to, cor- to correct it and and move on and keep on going but listen Garrett Smithley's there to make the Daytona 500 I don't fault him at all I'd rather see him racing to me I I think it's better what, what Garrett Smithley did last night was better than what we saw the wear cars do um he went up there and he was competing you know, and there was times where he was in the transfer spot, and he was up there, and he, you know, he wasn't gonna win the race, but he was, he was trying his guts out, and I, you know, that's what this race is all about. These qualifying races, I think people forget that it's called they're called qualifying races. That's what that's what they're all about. And if Byron wanted to be away from guys who were desperate and trying to, to you know, shoot their way into the field, you know what? Then, then go up there and try and lead some laps, William. How about that? You know, um, I think a lot of people kind of looked at that and thought that Smithley. You know, not a great move by him, but listen, um, I know it's Smithley, and he's kind of been killed recently uh, over the last couple of years over a lot of different things. Um, but to me, he deserves a ton of credit. They went out there; they were trying to make the Daytona 500. It's a lot better than what we saw the wear cars do, where they weren't even close to being competitive. They were up there and they were running hard. And uh, you know, it's unfortunate that Byron got in that wreck. It's unfortunate that. Brad Kozlowski is gonna have to go to a backup. It's unfortunate that um, Smithlee's probably, or excuse me, that uh, Chastain's going to a backup. I don't know if Brad's going to a backup, but you know, uh, other drivers in that wreck, you know, have to make that decision and, had, and damage race cars. But you know what? I give him a lot of credit for going up there and trying and trying to make the Daytona 500 and, and uh, bringing a car that was actually competitive. That's what these races are for. That's what they're all about. And I know he caused an accident. There's no question. I think it was his fault. He got a little loose and he got into the two car. But, you know, that's what these races are all about. That's what these races were intended for. Guys like Garrett Smithley to make the Daytona 500. Um, Listen... Austin Dillon winning that race, tremendous move last night. I, I, you know, I haven't, I've been a little critical on Austin on a lot of part of his career, but I'll tell you this, he's turned into a pretty good little race car driver. Uh, I thought last year in the, in, the, in the playoffs last year, he had a really good playoffs. Uh, he really looked, looked like he was going to be a championship contender there for a little while. They faded towards the end of the year, but, I mean, that was a very, very impressive run last night. I give him all the credit in the world. That move to, to go past Bella Wallace was very, very impressive, and uh, he deserves a ton of credit for it, and congratulations to him. As far as Bubba's concerned, he's got a lot of eyes on it because of Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, uh, and being the lone African-American driver in the field. He ran a really good race, I thought early last night, and I'll say this, I thought last night he was about you know halfway through that race, and maybe even two-thirds through that race, I thought he was extremely, extremely aggressive. And uh, maybe he was a little anxious because it is his first race. He knew he needed to go up there. Michael Jordan said, hey, we, we don't do this to lose. We want to win. And uh, maybe he was a little anxious because he got, you know, the boss man basically called him and put a lot of pressure on him. But I thought he was way too aggressive early on in that race and uh, needed to really settle down a little bit. And he did towards the back end. And, and listen, he got up there, was able to to stay in line and really did a great job to, to go up there and finish second. Had the race won, had it not been for Dylan's, Incredible move at the end of that race to win it. Um, so Bubba deserves some credit for a second place run. Although, you know, I think he needs to calm down a little bit if he wants to be a factor in the day 20, 500 and get as many playoff points as he possibly can, or as many regular season points as he possibly can with these uh, with these stages on Sunday. He needs to settle down a little bit because I just thought he was way too aggressive, especially early in the event. Um, Kurt Busch, interesting little thing with happened with him. You know, on the coming on, on the green-white checkered at the end of that race in NASCAR's version of overtime, he uh, his car shut off. So uh, that's an Hendrick Motorsports engine. And when you look at what, what happened with, with Bowman um, and, and now all of a sudden Kurt Bush's car is shutting off, makes you scratch your head a little bit and you say, hey, um, is there a problem with Hendrick engines? Keep an eye on that as the practices roll along here on Saturday. No practice on Friday, but Saturday there's two. And maybe even in the Daytona 500. Um, give a call to David Reagan He raced his way in. He didn't have to do that. I mean, he was con- conservative all night. It really paid off for him uh, because he was conservative all night. Did not get in any wrecks. Was was way behind. Um, you know, all all the the basically the whole field all night did not want to tear up his race car. He was locked in. But, you know, considering that the other three open cars had significant damage or were out of the race, when you look at uh, Noah Gregson, who got involved in that wreck uh, with Kozlowski and, and Smithley, um, and Grala got into an accident, and then Smithley, of course, you know, there was a lot of accidents going on there. So, you know, Reagan being conservative really paid off for him. So uh, he was able to race his way in because he really didn't have any damage. He was sort of the uh, survivor there to get himself into the Daytona 500. So he deserves some credit there as well. A couple of other things I want to I want to – touch on before i go here uh kyle bush um i know he finished you know in a decent spot last night in that uh finishing fourth in his second duel but his comments would be concerning to me if i was a kyle bush fan i'm gonna be honest with you um he was not happy with the car said it did not suck up in practice said it did not suck up in the race and kyle's a guy who when he's got a really good race car he's got the most he's got probably the most talent in the field if not um you know, he's up there in the top three at least. He's up there trying to lead laps and trying to, trying to be a factor. He was not a factor last night. I would be concerned about that 18 car for the Daytona 500. He's there to win the Daytona 500. He hasn't won it yet in his entire career. He's won every race pretty much every everywhere else won two championships, he's not won the Daytona five hundred. I would be concerned about that eighteen car because he was not happy with it. And they could be a call another car and that goes out there and tries and, and completely changes their setup and has a, a you know, goes out there on Saturday and, and really practices and tries to figure out what to do with that eighteen car because he was not happy with it last night. I thought his comments were uh, were very alarming if I'm a Kyle Busch fan as far as the day twenty five hundred is concerned. Final thing, and I don't want to kill him too much because I have a lot in this show already, uh, but the wear cars were a disaster last night. Um, and Derek Cope, who, not really a wear car, but he's a Starcom car, got a lot of flack for what happened at the end of that race where, if you saw it, there was a GIF and, and a lot of videos going on where... His car was almost stopped on the bottom of the racetrack on a backstretch on a final lap. I think it really cost Martin Truex Jr. a good finish in his duel. Uh, Cope, it looked like he had some engine issues or fuel pickup issues, some kind of mechanical issue. I understand that, but um, you know he was in the way all night last night. I mean, he, he got lapped three times last night. I mean, you got to do better than that. I'm sorry. That's just – and that was before his mechanical issues. I mean, it's, it's a 60-lap race. I mean, he, if he kept up that pace he did last night, he'd be 13 laps down. Uh, again, you know, you want to look at the charter system and, and you know, Denny Hamlin and Barker Kligerman on there saying how great the charter system is. Uh, I, I, What do you think? We're stupid when we watch these wear cars go out there and, and run as poorly as they did last night. And you watch Ty Dillon and Garrett Smithley give at least an effort last night and they don't make the Daytona 500. It was pathetic. Um, but, you know, Cope uh, obviously didn't mean to have what happened last night and it looks really bad, but um, you know we need to see those wear cars really pick up their pace. If I'm NASCAR, I'm not happy with what I saw last night. balicki was a disaster. Uh, you know, Cody Ware was a disaster last night as far as speed was concerned. They were nowhere close to being on the pace, so uh, it just looks really bad. Um, Friday night. The truck race, if you're interested in the rest of Speed Week's the schedule, Friday night you have truck quali- or Friday of truck qualifying, Xfinity practice, the truck race on Friday night, then Xfinity qualifying on Saturday, two cup practices on Saturday, an ARCA race as well on Saturday, and then the NASCAR Xfinity series race around 5 o'clock on Saturday night, and then the cup race, of course, the Daytona 500 230 on Sunday. That is the rest of Speed Week schedule. Thanks for listening tonight. We'll see you next time. Good night.